Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go. Mike, we are here today. Mm-hmm. Mark the occasion. As of this recording, it is January 14th. Pen or paper. 2024. 2024. Mm-hmm. And we can say... For the first time on the history of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, uh-huh. that we are the champions. That our team has risen to the top of the proverbial mountain mm-hmm. as your mm-hmm. Michigan Wolverines. Mine. Team 144. Team 144. How, any other douchey thing I can say before I say this? Keep our, it going. Our <laughs> the team. I, I, I got nothing yeah, else. Yeah. Are your new college football national champions, your Michigan Wolverines, Mike? How mm-hmm. are we feeling today? I feel like it happened like four six years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. Like it's, yeah. it actually like didn't happen. No, recently. yeah, it feels like we were like four months removed and we're just getting around to it. Yes. It's like we went on a big hiatus, but that's mm-hmm. not the case. It happened six days ago, seven. And by the time you guys are hearing this. They have won the national championship. We're talking about Michigan winning the national title. We've got uh, NFL's Black Monday. We've got a lot of head coaching news and notes coming out of there. Some surprises, some not so big surprises. And then, of course, we'll end on some wrestling topics as well. Mm-hmm. But, Mike, I want to stick. Let's. Michigan did it. Mm-hmm. They did it. And, and, and the reason why this is, I think, such a momentous occasion for us here, personally on the show, is we've been talking about this for the last couple years where it was like, okay. You know, we, we've gone from, okay, Joe Milton is the second coming of Cam Newton. Thanks, Kyle. To, okay, Joe Milton's awful, and we, we can't win a football game. To COVID canceling their season, right? Or them really canceling because they're like, this, is, this, is, this ain't going to get any better. Yeah. To coming back the year after that, having that pretty magical run where you go in, you beat Ohio State for the first time in a decade, and you're like, holy shit, we won the Big Ten. Like mm-hmm. this, We won the Big Ten. Harbaugh did it, right? Then going into, okay, the next year, can they do it on the road, right? Looks like Ohio State's looked to bounce back. You do it again. And now and now the thought was, okay, now you're going to win the national title. You lose to TCU. And now this year, the narrative being, at least on our show, was you're n- it's never going to be easier to do it than this year. You have all these returning starters. You have a veteran team an older team mm-hmm. you've got the best quarterback in the big 10 you've got uncertainty around other big te- big programs like georgia starting a new quarterback alabama figuring out their quarterback situation ohio state figuring out their quarterback situation and you're the defending back-to-back big 10 champions this felt like the year they had to do it if they're mm-hmm. gonna do it this is the year before the twelve team playoff. Before any of that shit, just handle your business. You only play three hard games all year. Finish it out, right? Mm-hmm. And for the first time, really, I mean, I guess I was technically alive in nineteen ninety seven, but for the first time in my life, they actually did it. Mm-hmm. They actually did it. They didn't pull, and I think we can agree on this. The most Michigan thing that they do, which is go into a game thinking we're going to win, and then we look like we're unprepared and. Don't know what the hell happened, especially in bowl games. <laughs> mm-hmm. They get it done, Mike. They do. Just give me your thoughts, just overall, the thoughts on winning it, on kind of, you know, completing the mission, so to speak, um, and just your overall, like, okay, like, does this does this do anything for you and your Michigan fandom 
mm-hmm. in this point because I do think it, it. I think relieved a lot of pressure for a lot of people for a, a lot, you know, for this big lull they basically had. This is their first outright national championship in like you know eighty years. Yeah, no, it was it was really fun to watch. Uh, watching it in a movie theater setting, nice. we're getting out on the big screen, so just your little 65-inch TV you have in your house. <laughs> little. Is, 72, is thank 72, you. thank you. Yeah. Um, it was it was a fun experience watching it with friends and a whole bunch of yeah. Michigan fans and, like, three Washington fans. Awkward. It was a really, really, really awkward. awkward. It was a really fun time. Yeah. Um, I do wish the game was a little more competitive. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm always a fan, yeah. even if my team are in it, is I want the good game. Because going back and re-watching this game... Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the most it's, boring it's, it's game ever. the most boring game ever. Yeah. And even in the moment, like... Halfway through the first quarter, I was like, this is kind of... Yeah, it's 14, it, it's 14 to 3. It feels <laughs> lopsided yeah. when it shouldn't be lopsided, right. I don't think. Um, but other than that, it was a really fun game. Glad Michigan get it done um, with all the people you know, leaving, declaring yeah. for the draft and, mm-hmm. and leaving and whatnot. Uh, I still think they could get a good team for next year with the transfer portal and everything. Oh, yeah. To like sure. build yeah. back yeah. up to get Absolutely. to it. Yep. Um, if they didn't win it this year, but the idea of winning it this year and being the team to go repeat next year, I think it's going to be a really fun narrative to follow. Oh, absolutely. No, And, and I think the, you know, you've exercised a lot of demons with this win, right? You know, you, you, you slay the dragon that is Alabama, right? You force Nick Saban into retirement, damn it. Which was, damn, that was kind of surprising as well. Um, and you go in against a team like Washington that's played a lot of close games. They kind of just felt like, man, they're just, they always figure out a way to win, right? Yeah. You beat Oregon twice. You handle Texas despite giving Texas every opportunity possible to win the game. You, you, fin- you finish that out. You have a hot hand at quarterback and Michael Penix trying to really make his claim that probably I should have won the Heisman or if nothing else, I should be a first round pick, you know, in, you know, in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you shut him down. You shut him down. Penix has a terrible game. I think he throws. I think he goes twenty six for fifty one for like two hundred fifty yards passing. So, mm-hmm. not a great day statistically. It looked like Washington struggled for every yard they got. Yeah, a good chunk of the game. Um, Michigan Donovan Edwards like guys, don't worry. I'm still good. I think maybe kind of sorta. I can you know bust the big, big play. Big out. game, Donovan. Apparently, apparently he, he was like, out, listen, he... I'm gonna make everyone think that I'm <laughs> terrible and don't know how to read blocks anymore. Until the national, he team he comes out. He he's had like two awesome games. Yeah. One at Ohio State, yeah. and then this national championship game. Yeah. It is such a wild. It's thing. weird. It's very weird. He's got to carry the rock next year, but um, yeah. you know, it just and for me more than anything else is it felt like of that big sigh of relief where I was like, I can't believe they actually won it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that we're talking about the fact that Michigan. For all the hype, right? And, we, and we've talked about it before. I always liken them to the Dallas Cowboys of the NFL, right? Where they're the, always the team that a lot of people want to talk about. They have players that are easily recognizable, but are sometimes, la- they're a lot of sizzle, not very much steak. Was, right? You long. know what I mean? Like, for the longest time, that's what it felt. Oh, man, Shea Patterson. Oh, man, look at this. Oh, man, this this thing's going to happen, right? Look at this defense, right? Blah, blah, blah. And then every big game, a la Ohio State, a la every bowl game in in Harbaugh's tenure here has turned into basically a shit show, mm-hmm. right? For one reason or another, this team bucks all those trends. Yeah, bucks all of them. You beat Alabama, which I, admittedly, not the strongest Alabama team, but you know, top four or five team in the country, and then you get to the national championship game and thoroughly dominate Washington, mm-hmm. pretty much in all phases. It just felt like this team, for whatever reason, was different. 
And I think it was partially because they'd been there. It was a veteran-led team, right? You had a bunch of guys. You had a, a, a lot of starters were like, okay, we just lost to TCU. You know what I mean? I was a little concerned going into this game thinking Michigan may have a bit of a hangover beating Alabama. It's like, oh, we beat Alabama. Oh, mm-hmm. oh God, finally. We finally got to the national title game. And then Washington puts up 40. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Why do you think that is? What What do you think changed? What What flipped the script for you in terms of their approach? Not necessarily beating Alabama because I do think that was huge for them. But mm-hmm. I thought this was, if anything, more of a, the trap game than Bama was, in terms of like yeah. the mindset of, hey, okay, we just beat Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Now we're going to the national title game with a week to prepare. It just felt like that was where I'm like, if you're going to lose, this is the game you're going to lose because. No. Everyone's going to assume you're going to win it now. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess I guess that's the point. I also just think that I think just Michigan's defense was oh underrated God. the entire year. Uh, fantastic. Because, because they didn't play anybody. Right. Agreed. So I, no, think, I, I think it came down to you don't know what this defense really is yeah. because they didn't play anyone. Like when right. you're playing Illinois and yeah. Iowa and yeah. all these teams or whatever, Penn and you're State. like Penn States <laughs> of the world and Maryland's and whatnot, yeah. you're like – I like yeah sure you can lock them down to you know three points a game or whatever the yeah, defense yeah. was doing for a really long time. Right. I think they had a, like eleven of their twelve reg- or ten of their eleven regular season games were like under ten or under yeah. on the defensive well, side. They, I don't think they allowed a points in the third quarter until the national yeah, until the national championship. I think yeah. or something I think it was like three that. points. Yeah, yeah. So like their defense was just so awesome, but it was yeah. just. The level of talent that you played against, yep. you couldn't tell because well, you were and like, you didn't have that sexy player, right? Like as much as Will Johnson, we know, yeah. right? Hist- nationally, right? There was no Aiden Hutchinson to talk about. There is no David Ojabo. Mm. There's not even like a Quiddy Pay, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they didn't have that one stud guy that was like, oh, yeah, that guy. I will say, if there is a stud guy, I think that Mike Sanders still, yeah, I think it's the yeah, guy who sure. like really was yeah. coming out. It was yeah. like, oh, this Joel guy Klatt is- did a really nice job of like boosting Mike Sanders still's draft stock. Like a whole round, yeah. Because I, get, I like even as a as a fan, I was yeah. like, damn, it just sounds like he's everywhere. Yeah, like it right. just sounds like mm-hmm. he is part of the def- like he is yep. the defensive guy. Correct. But yeah, like I think in just in general, I think they were just an underestimated defense. Yes. And I think everyone was like, oh, Washington has played a lot of these good teams, mm-hmm. so they're going to be able to step up. Where I think Michigan and the Big Ten as a whole generally mm-hmm. is slowly trying to catch up to the SEC Agreed. from a defensive perspective. I agree. And I think now you finally saw where it's like, okay, a Big Ten Michigan defense yeah. taking on a, a Pac-12 offense, right. that's what happens. Right. Right. And, it's, no. and I think I think if Ohio State played Washington, mm-hmm. I think a very similar thing happened because I think Ohio State's defense was really good. Mm-hmm. It just so happened Michigan won, so they got to that right. point. But right. it was – I think I think them, Penn State, Ohio State are at that point where – Maybe Penn State, not offensively, but at least defensively, yeah, right. where it's like if you go up against some of these like Pac-12, Big 12 teams, it's like, oh, there's a difference. Yeah. And no, you're getting in there. And right. And you look at, the, you know, Pac-12 defenses aren't, aren't great, right? So yeah. it was Washington's offense maybe a little bit overvalued a little bit going into the game as well. You can make that argument as well, right? Like we've seen and, – and here's the thing, right? And we talked about this, I think, a little bit off air um, and, and a little bit pregame. I think it was hard to kind of go through it. But like looking at – Michigan's defense, right? They were uniquely suited to play Washington. Yeah. Like, like Joel Klatt made such a great point where he's like, this is just a lesser version. No, no shade thrown at Washington, but it is a lesser version of the Ohio state team. They beat two years ago. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing. Yeah. Good pocket passing quarterback with a little bit more athleticism than you think he's got. And you've got three 
above average wide receivers. In Ohio State, you had three first round pick wide receivers, and Michigan shut them down. Yeah. Like th- this, this defense. Jesse Minner came in with two distinct game plans against Bama and Washington, and executed them both to perfection. It was really fascinating. They allowed thirty three points in two playoff games. Yeah, combined. Like mm-hmm. that's that's it. Like that's that's insane to me. Right, that they were able to shut down. Bama's offense with Milrow being the athlete that he is and then coupling it with the number one offense with the number one offensive line in football. And now they didn't sack uh, Penix much, but they beat the shit out of Penix yeah. just by just by rushing four, right? It just goes to show you, you know, really, if you have a really good defensive line, you have a really good chance to win mm-hmm. the whole damn thing in college football right now. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like Georgia the last two years, you know, first round pick, first round pick, first round pick. That's the reason, you know what I mean? That's yeah. a big reason why they won the national championships. Michigan this year, I think, had the deepest mm-hmm. defensive line where you were rotating five, six, seven, eight, nine guys at, you know, at points, and they were all generating pressure. There was no drop down from Hutchinson to the next guy. It was just consistent overall pressure, no missed assignments, right? It just felt like their defense was so dialed in from the from the opening get. I mean, the offense went net cold mm-hmm. for a quarter and a half in both games and it didn't matter. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um I want to ask you this. I have, I have a couple things, right? I made the, I made the post on Facebook that we probably just saw the greatest Michigan team ever. Mm-hmm. You're 15 and 0. You win you beat Ohio State again. You win the third straight Big 10 championship. You beat Bama in the Rose Bowl. Nick Saban led Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And then you go and win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Is this the greatest Michigan team ever? I mean, I imagine so. I, I think it has to be. I, I think it has. I know yeah. '97 they were undefeated. They were awesome. You had Woodson, but like this team collectively, yeah, I think has to be. I think it's. I mean, if it's not that, it's a top two or three. Like I don't think there's there's not a lot of teams. Honestly, just in general, yeah. that have done. Yeah, I think I think they put up the stat where. In the college football playoff era, only mm-hmm. three teams have gone fifteen and zero right. to win the Natty. Right, it's Georgia and Clemson are the other two. I thought LSU, no LSU, or in LSU, yeah, so LSU. it's four. Yeah, yeah. But like, it, it doesn't happen very often yeah. where a team just goes undefeated and wins the whole thing. Right. So yeah, you always had that one slip up game where you get upset and you make your way come back. Yeah, like every fine. year Alabama's won the last couple. They always lose one regular season one yep. randomly to right. someone. Yep. And oh, then we lost to Auburn. All right, well we're gonna play in the SC championship game next week anyway. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> so so I mean, I would say. Yes, yeah. in germs, I think they yeah. are. Probably. I want to ask you this, and we've talked and we hinted at this topic for a while, right? And I got some pushback online about this when I said JJ McCarthy's probably the greatest Michigan quarterback ever. Now, mm. now some people like to throw, you know, oh, he only threw eighteen passes and all that stuff, and I get that. I think one thing's for sure: he's the most successful yes. Michigan quarterback ever. I think that is the, the perfect adjective yeah. for. Yeah, it. he's the most, he's successful. most successful. Absolutely, I would still make the argument though. That he still may be the best, and here and here's my criteria though, right? Yeah. Like everyone's like, oh well, Brady and these guys go, okay, great. But when Brady was at Michigan, mm-hmm. when Brady was at Michigan, the stats didn't. It wasn't like he was this groundbreaking force, right? Mm-hmm. When they won the title with Brian Greasy, when they had Ch- Chad Henney was awesome for Michigan, truly amazing. But they were also they they weren't doing what they're doing now. Yeah, I think JG McCarthy did. J.J. McCarthy was the Brock Purdy for Michigan. 
Yeah. He, he just was like, what, what do I have to do to win the game today? Do I need to throw for 300 yards? Do I need to use my legs? Do I need to hand the ball off 35 times? He is the he is the most Michigan quarterback ever mm-hmm. because he's the only guy on the team that went. It's not about me. Yeah, he he is everything Jim Harbaugh needed in a quarterback. Yeah, it, it was he had the arm talent, you have the athletic ability, but you also have enough sense to go. It's not about me. If we win the whole thing, who gives a shit? Yeah, am, am I wrong in that assessment? No, you're not. And I think here's the thing. I think two things can be true at the exact same time. Yeah, I think he is probably. The most successful and probably the best Michigan quarterback ever. Yeah, I think obviously, like you said, there's a couple. I also think he needs to go back to school for another year. Yes, and that was my follow up. Right? Is if you're, but if you're JJ, do you go back though? I don't think he does, and we'll yeah. know that sometime through Sunday. Yeah, right. I think he's supposed to make his decision okay. sometime through Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing not, he's leaving because I'm, he would have announced it yesterday. I feel like if if he was ceremony. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I imagine he's leaving, yeah. but I think he should stay. Yeah. Because I don't think I think people are gonna look at him, and I don't think he's got all the intangibles people are gonna want. No, not well. Here's the thing. Here's what I do know. He's gonna test out of his mind at the combine. Sure. He's going to be. The Anthony Richardson of mm-hmm. this combine. Now, not yeah. to that level because Richardson's a fucking receiver. But, yeah. <laughs> um, like, I do think that he's going to test really well. I think he's going to run really fast. I think he can make every throw. I think the arm talent is there. I don't think the ability to process the game yet is 100% there for him. Yes. He has not yet. Because here's the thing. If you take J.J. McCarthy in the first round, you're anticipating he's going to play, mm-hmm. right? And if you're expecting him to play, J.J., has had very limited opportunities, I will say, to carry a team, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think J.J. McCarthy's best game as a Michigan Wolverine was at Ohio State last year. Mm -hmm. I think that was his best game. Coming off of his worst game against Illinois, he had his best game because that was, the I feel like, the one game all year where his back was pressed up against the wall, Blake Corum was out, Everybody said you can't. Michigan cannot throw the ball. Mm-hmm. They are unable to throw the ball effectively and consistently to beat good teams. They almost lost to Illinois, Ohio State. In Ohio State, it's going to get their revenge. They're going to kick their ass. And he went out there and he played his ass off. That is the best version of JJ McCarthy we've seen. Yeah. Am, am I am I wrong in that? I think TCU was statistically a great game outside of the pick sixes. Yeah, I think if you didn't throw, I think if you only threw one of the two interceptions, yeah, they probably win the game. They probably yeah. win the game, and I yeah, think yeah. that would probably be his best game. But yeah. I would agree, it's probably yeah. Ohio so, State. But that's I think people are going to look at that and go, "See, look, this is what he did, right?" But to your point, I think if if I was an advisor for him. You know, and the money is going to be hard. And the other problem is, is his stock ever going to be higher? If he wins the Heisman next year, but Michigan goes 10 and 2, is it the same as, I think, you know what I mean? I think something you have to look at too, though, is because they're losing so many guys, the offense is going to become JJ centric. Oh, yeah. And so if he goes, here's the thing if he goes 10 and 2, sure, he's not 27 and 1 as a starter anymore or (laughs) whatever, which is a crazy. The only other starter that's even like close to that is Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, Right. Who's, I think, like 38 and 2 or something. So, um, that's but, insane, too, which, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he was 29-0 and 0 before he lost to LSU as a starter. So. Yeah. Um, but I think record-wise, sure. But I do think like a Jaden Daniels, though, yeah. if he has a phenomenal year, he throws yeah. 40 touchdowns or right. whatever it is and right. you know throws for a couple thousand yards or whatever, mm-hmm. and you go, okay, this is what he can do throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. I do think his stock would 
be higher than it is now. Yeah. But there is also a chance that without the talent around right. the team, right. that it kind yeah. of falls off a cliff yeah, a little so, bit. Yeah. And you go, oh, so when you don't have Blake Corum and the five best offensive linemen yeah. and Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wolves, oh, so this is what you look like. Right. Yeah, exactly. Rough. Oh, you don't have Blake Corum. Your offensive line's changed. Your defense isn't number one. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put you know, it like this. If he gets drafted to, like, the Niners or Baltimore, he's fine. Right, which is not going to happen. Which is not going to happen, yeah, right. probably. Yeah. But, like, if he gets drafted and he's a backup to one of them mm-hmm. and he has to play some game, like, he's fine. Yeah. If he has to go to, like... If he has to go to a team and be the starter, like, day one if starter... Has, if he has to go to, like, Minnesota, he's yeah. fucked. Yeah, he is. No, he is. Because the offensive line's not good enough. The defense isn't good enough, clearly. We saw that. Yeah. And despite having wide receiver talent like crazy, right, they're unbalanced right yeah. now, right? If he goes to, like, Atlanta or Oh, God, Orleans, he'd die. He would die like all these teams, yeah. he's not. Like, and the difference between him and, like, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, where Drake May could get drafted to Atlanta, and I'd go, he's got a shot. Yeah. Like, he's, right. he'd be good Well, there. because he was around lesser talent. He was the team. And despite the record not being there, you see things where you go, okay, these are all the intangible things that we're seeing. He's, you, you have to almost assume, okay, they're not going to win a bunch of games because he's at North Carolina. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and that's, and that's, so I guess that's yeah. where my point is. is yeah. If Michigan's 10 and 2 or 10 and 3 or whatever, you go, but JJ led them to seven of the 10 wins, right. basically with his arm yeah. by himself. It's, I think that's more impressive than going 27 and 1, but it's, okay, but Blake Corum has 35 touchdowns. It's the, it's the Cardell Jones experiment, right? Yeah. Cardell Jones had three amazing games. You win a national title, you go, should he go? To should the he draft? go? Yeah, probably should. But he came back to school. He got benched, and his career was never really a thing, right? So yeah. now I don't think that's going to happen to JJ. Clearly, no. I think um, he has the talent to do. Oh, something. absolutely. And here's but, the thing, and I think that's why I think he's a tough evaluation because when you look at him and on tape, you go, some of the decision making is maybe not there, but the arm talent's there. We've yeah. seen it. He can step into it like anybody's business. The athleticism is clearly there. I think he's actually got pretty decent pocket awareness as mm-hmm. well. Um, he knows when to get the hell out of there. I think sometimes he tries to get out there almost too soon, but yeah. I think that's most young quarterbacks, quite frankly. Um, the other thing I would say is interesting, and, and, and you know, I, I think a couple things. I wonder how much he would be dinged based on the style of offense Michigan runs, right? Because they don't take – they didn't take one deep shot that entire national championship game. Yeah. Not one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like – it very much feels like they're like, what do we have to do to win rather than, you know what I mean? Like, And that's, and that's part of the problem, too. It's the stuff they ask yeah. him to do. Like, the reason why Brock Purdy, everyone's like, oh, look at Brock Purdy. is yeah. he, he never has to throw yeah, the ball. No, he never, he, the game is never on his shoulders. No. If, if the Niners are down, they're not built. Like, everyone said it. I think that Kurt Benkert guy who does YouTube now, he goes, the Niners are not built to play from behind. No. They're not because no, they, they run the ball. De- they have a good defense yeah. and they run the ball. Yeah. They get a 7 to 10 point lead on you and it's kill over. you. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, just, it's just death by paper cuts because it's 4, 5, 6, and McCaffrey's gone. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's game. Yeah. Yeah. Where so, that's, and that's my yeah. thing is for yeah, Michigan yeah. this year, it's hard mm-hmm. because it's like, man, all they had to do is they get a 7, 10 point lead and on then some they of these coast. teams and they coast. Yep. And, you, and we talked about it. There's two quarters where I go, JJ, do you want to? Do, do anything, something, yeah. literally anything. No, okay. And the other thing too is interesting in defense of JJ, right? Is they really have not had great wide receiver talent in Michigan. That's fair. Like yeah. Ronnie Bell, as we see now in the pros, is not going well not right awesome. now. Um, Roman Wilson, I think, I think has. I think he's got a chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, Cornelius Johnson Don't did not have. No, no, thank you. Um, now, obviously, like Samaj Morgan, he's a freshman, right? That's, you know, whatever. But the point being, right, is he has not had tremendous 
you know, Devontae Smith, and you're just like, how do you not get this guy the ball, right? Yeah. Like, even Penix has the one guy. R- Roma Doozy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like that I also feel like is a little bit where you go, look, man, we're, we're built to run the ball. We run the ball really well. We've got a two-headed monster back here. Um, three, if you include JJ's legs, that we just decide not to use. Like, I do wonder what his stock would look like if they played in a more – SEC, Pac-10 type yeah, of offense. Yeah, it's interesting. You know? I do think he is slightly a little inaccurate, too, downfield. Yeah, for which sure. Which I think yeah. hurts. Like, I think yeah. when you compare, like, I do, like, yeah, Michael Penix has Roma Doozy. Yeah. Which he's really awesome. Yeah. But he also, like, 95% of the time hits the guy oh, it's on perfectly oh, yeah. on stride. Except for the national, Except for the national championship. <laughs> he missed everybody. But, like, the Texas game, there are a lot of throws he made in that Texas game where you go, damn. I don't know. I, like, he slides. What do you do? Yeah, he what do you slides do? right. He throws it, and you go, I just, there's nothing you're going to do there. Right. Um, so that's also something. I don't know. JJ's hard one. Yeah, I it's, think, a, it's a tough, I think he's it's a tough back, ask. But yeah. Yeah, I think I would like I him to come back, right? I think, and you have, here's the thing. If he comes back, you go, okay, mm, you know, like you still have a lot of pieces Diamond there. Edwards, you got Courtney and Loveland, yeah. or Colson and Loveland yeah. still there. A lot of the old Samaj Morgan's Samaj coming Morgan. back, right? There's potential there for sure. Um, Harbaugh. Mm. That's the other big domino to fall, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, we know Michigan's either has or working on, depending on what they believe, Ward Manual saying, he's like, I'm working on a contract. Okay, the fact you didn't have one as soon as, there should have been one that just says blank check for blank a number of years. Here you go. Write, yeah. write it down. What do you want? As soon uh-huh. as they hosted that trophy up, I'm like, Jimmy, can we pull you aside real fast while you got the buffs <laughs> on? You know what I mean? And sign this real quick. Um, now, we know he has a interview scheduled with the Chargers, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um it's- I guess it's it's I have I have several questions about Jim Harbaugh. Okay? okay. Let's let's start uh before we get to the doom and gloom about him potentially leaving. I want to ask you this, right? Where does this cement Jim Harbaugh as not I think we went into the season thinking, all right, he's probably one of the best coaches in America already. Yes. Right? That's, that's, I don't think that's a hard bar to climb considering yeah. what you're looking at, right? Uh-huh. Um I think he's entered a little bit of rarefied air now. Yeah, like when you look at not only guys who have won national championships and been to Super Bowls, there's like four, um, yeah. uh, even less if you talk winning. But you know what I mean. Like you got Pete Carroll, you got Jimmy Johnson, I think Barry Switzer. I don't know if he won in Oklahoma or not, but I'm gonna assume he did. But like, that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's not there's not a lot to those, right? Yeah. Um, but where does this put Jim Harbaugh now in terms of? If you're a hiring team, okay, in the NFL, where does this put Jim Harbaugh on your list? Think of all the kids, and we're going to go through some of the candidates, you know, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, the OC from Houston, every coordinator ever from Baltimore ever because they're awesome, right? Everybody from San Francisco, name a guy, right? Um, Where does this put Jim Harbaugh in terms of your ranking of like, okay, this is somebody we at least need to have a conversation with? Because he's won at both levels. I imagine it's pretty high. Yeah. Um, I think think there's a couple other people Mm -hmm. because of age. Yeah, potentially. That I would probably lean towards if I was hiring someone. Mm -hmm. Like if it was like, okay, if I was like the Seattle... GM hiring this head coach. Yep. John whatever. Schneider. John Mike Schneider. is now John Schneider. And I was like, okay, you have Ben Johnson or you have John Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, yeah. sorry. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. If you had one of the two, I think it would be a very tough decision. Like, I think it, yeah. I, I think because it goes, okay, you can bring in the offense guy who's a lot younger and really can, like, revitalize, or you have the known commodity that you basically know can 
win. He's won to a super, he's gone to a Super Bowl. So I think with, I think that, with Colin Kaepernick as his quarterback. Yeah, like I think I I would only be worried that there might be like a slight ceiling you can hit with Harbaugh where yeah. Ben Johnson you don't know. So yeah. it's a either floor, it's either gonna yeah, but there's a much maybe a higher okay. ceiling. Okay, fair. So, uh, but I think he's got to be yeah. in the top mm-hmm. three to four. Where does this? What does this win do? What does this season do for Harbaugh in terms of Michigan history? Is he now just take over as like okay, he's the best? I imagine in like so. the modern era. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, modern yeah. era. I mean, I mean like, like the, I'm gonna say like the la- since like the night since like I don't know 1960 to on. Yeah, I I think like he's. I just, imagine. I mean, he has had a less than. Nine win se- outside of COVID, yeah, like right. nine win season. I think is his worst season. Yeah, maybe ten. Well, I mean, like, I think he passes Bo. I know Michigan fans are going to hate me here, but Bo Schembechler didn't win anything. So I'm sorry. Big Ten titles and Rose Bowls at some point, you got to have more than that. Um, you know, Lloyd Carr at least won a national championship. Yeah. You know, and was pretty consistent. I think overall, but you know, after '97, it was basically you know mm-hmm. same old forever. I mean, you just I just. You look at it and you go, if you're a Michigan fan and he decides to leave, you really can't be mad at the guy. He came back yeah. and did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah, He's like, I'm going to restore order to the force. Bring Michigan back to being the powerhouse team that they should be. Oh, and by the way, I just gave you a 15 to 0. The greatest season ever in your in your program's history of your hundred or your thousand wins. Mm-hmm. I just gave you a national title. Yeah. Beating Nick Saban, beating mm-hmm. the new head coach of the Alabama <laughs> Crimson Tide, Caleb DeBoer. Basically, both Alabama yeah. head coaches yeah, in, one, exactly. in, one, in one postseason. Oh, and I beat Ohio State three straight years. And one, one, did something that nobody's done mm. since the Big Ten's been doing this whole spiel is win three straight. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things Harbaugh went, check, 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 check. Yeah. Um, the real question is, is he coming back? Um. I don't think it's as like I was pretty adamant. Like if he wins, I don't think he comes back. The problem is I don't know outside of the Chargers who's going to hire him. Yes, because that's, that's the like part. because there's a lot of coordinators out there. But like okay, if we're going to assume, there, uh, I don't want to like ruin our next segment. But like based on what we're hearing, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's a lot of spots that are necessarily looking at him. And I think to your point, which you you kind of just I think rang the bell there, which is. I think everyone's kind of looking for either the young, hot, upstart offensive coordinator, right? Or they're looking for Dan Campbell. Yeah. Like, a hundred per- that's the o- that is the only reason I can imagine Aaron Glenn yeah, is getting interviews. Yeah, they're looking for that new uh, Antonio they're, Pierce for exactly, the Raiders. Exactly. Yeah. They're looking for the former player who is a player's coach who they hopefully they can trust to hire good enough coordinators and instill a culture of winning and grit and all the other shit that Dan Campbell's selling that we're all buying. Mm-hmm. What, how do we get that? Yeah. He, de- he he made the Detroit Lions division champions. Mm-hmm. How, if you're the Raiders, you go, how the hell do we not yeah. figure that out, right? If you're the Chargers, you go, all right, we got to deal with the Chiefs every fucking year. How do we get that yeah. in our veins, right? Um, so it's like it's that weird year where it's like it's almost like Harbaugh could not – his stock could not be higher, mm-hmm. but also it's like you're at a time where it's like, man, you're just not – this hiring cycle does not lend itself to No, him. it does not. I think I think really the Chargers job is the only one yeah. that I imagine he goes into. Yeah. And because I also imagine he probably wants more than just coaching control. Oh, yeah. And I mm-hmm. can't imagine. Like, I don't well, because he got screwed over in San Fran. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But like going to like Seattle, John Schneider's not going to go. He's not going to give that up. Well, here's the thing though, right? Pete Carroll technically had final say on roster decisions, right? Yeah. So it's like. 
but maybe, it took, it maybe took not. Years to get that. Yeah, maybe. And I it know. took them getting their only Super Bowl to get that. Also, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but I think I mean. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of. Teams also, he would never go to Seattle because if Pete Carroll's still part of the organization. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, I know. But, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I, I I think he goes back to Michigan because I think he's I think he's he, the guy of Michigan. Yeah, well, like that's the thing. It's like you are you're the the Honestly, physical form of God at this point. Yeah, in that, like, in that and campus. really outside of Nick's like Nick Saban's gone now. Yeah, who are the top like three head coaches? In oh, you're the, football? Mi- John, Jim Harbaugh is the number one coach in America yeah. right now. The, you will not tell me. I don't. Every Mike Valeni follower is going to be like, oh, they cheat. I don't care. They they didn't cheat to beat Penn State, Ohio State, Alabama, mm-hmm. Iowa, and Washington. And they beat their ass. So it's like, I don't want to hear that shit. So it's like, you you have the number one coach with potentially the head coach in waiting in Sharon Moore, Mm -hmm. despite some people's objections. Um, And if if you don't leave and Minter can't get an uh, NFL job, you may have Jesse Minter back next year, too. Yeah. You may have the the three-headed monster of coaches running it back. Yeah. Now, if he stays, he might get suspended for the year. But... We'll, we'll get there. there. Look at that trophy. Man. Yeah, we'll, that was we'll, awesome. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think he more than likely stays. Okay, unless the Chargers. Okay, if he leaves, is Sharon Moore just the new head coach? Yes. Okay, absolutely. That's kind of what I figured as well. Yeah, it's kind of. I, I, I can't imagine unless they could get like something the, crazy. You gonna get Nick Saban back out of retirement? <laughs> it's the only way it's happening. It's the Hammer Urban. Yeah, it's the only guy I'm like. Listen, I I am frustrated with Sharon Moore's offense at times because I do feel like it just kind of goes into this like, well, defense has got it kind of yeah. mode. Sharon Moore did just beat Ohio State, that, too. but I was about to say, but I'm like, I'm like, but he also beat Penn State on the road. Yeah, he beat Ohio State. State and basically held down the fort. And there's a reason why he was picked. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean. No, it'd be him because I don't yeah. think I think if you got someone brand new, well, you, you fuck yeah. everything up. Yeah, you've got I, a good uh, thing going. The culture's there. Everything's yeah. fitting. You don't mess with that until yeah. you see it doesn't work anymore. You don't touch it. Yeah, I don't touch it. Yeah. No, unless it's Urban Meyer. But uh, <laughs> even that, I don't know. If you touch it. Um, He's going to coach for like two years and go, ah, this is this. National run. championship. It's all good. But we don't need that. We don't have that mm. pressure anymore, Mike. We're the national champions. Uh, the last question I have for this before we move on to the NFL Black Money How much national championship merchandise did you buy? Uh, none right now. None? Oh, man. I got a hat, t shirt, hoodie, all on order right now, waiting for Fanatics to come through. Yeah. Bastards. We'll get, we'll get some of it. You'll get it. You'll we'll get, get some it. at one point. Yeah. But I didn't buy that. Yeah. I was going to buy the football. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I have too many knickknacks already, so I, I, don't, like, I don't have nowhere to put yeah, it. Yeah, I got, I got annoyed because I got the back-to-back-to-back uh, back, back, yeah, Big did Ten t-shirt and hoodie. Yeah, I and I was that. like, oh, they just won the national championship. I was like, now well, I have to buy Yeah, that's that why stuff. I didn't buy any Rose Bowl stuff. Oh, you I was know, like, I was like, I was like, I'm not buying, I can't uh, do that. I'm not buying any Rose Bowl stuff unless they lose. Yeah. And then you buy Rose Bowl yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that stuff's going to be discounted real quick. Um, anyway, oh, yeah. let's shift focus here to the NFL. Uh, Black Monday happened. We've got a slew of coaching news coming your oh, way. Nice. Um, it is crazy how every year Dude. you go, there's no way eight coaches eight, are going to. Eight teams. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because every year it's like seven to nine. Yeah. And you go, there's no way. This Saturday. year felt different because of the spots that are open, yeah. right? So let, let's just kind of go through it, right? So we knew going in, right, the Raiders' job is technically open. They fired McDaniels, right? You knew the, the Panthers' job was open, right, because they fired Frank Reich. Um, the Commanders fired Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons fired Arthur Smith. Uh, Seattle, in a shocker, I yeah. feel like, was like, Pete Carroll, get that old ass out of here. Can't At least has the coaching size concerned. Uh, New England and Bill Belichick decided to split ways. Um, who else we got? 
Chargers. Chargers fire Chargers. Brandon Staley. Yep, that's a dumpster fire. And who else? Am I missing anybody else? Seven. Did you name seven? Yeah. Um, there's probably one out there. That's. Oh God! Now we gotta Saints. look it up. See, this is this is showing our un- unpreparedness of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, NFL coach, coach. It's gotta be openings. Two days ago. Here we go. Two days ago. Let's see here. All right. Let's see. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come oh, on. oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, see, Tennessee, I, Tennessee. I, I got there through the yep. divisions. When yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Tennessee. Okay. So all things considered, right? We've got all those names. All right. Yeah. So we have, we, we got a lot of stuff we got to get to. All right. Let's first, we got to take New England off the table. They just hired Rod Mayo, Perfect. who was their coach in waiting. Right. Um, I think yeah. it's a good hire. You know, I, I, you have the third overall pick. Really, it's now just going to be down to, you know, um, uh, who do you, like, you know, who do you get to kind of, you know, do that, right? Sure. Um, so that's that's the number one thing, right? Uh, other news, right, the Washington Commanders have already hired their new general manager despite not firing their old one. So they apparently there's... Perfect. Yeah, there that's a thing. Um I think that's the only two big new, and we just hit on the Chargers, obviously interviewing Harbaugh. Now, in terms of Lions perspectives, man, there's interviews going out like crazy for one Ben Johnson and one for Aaron Glenn. But I do want to hit on one rumor in particular. There is at least a rumor out there that Ben Johnson to the commanders is already kind of like a thing. And the commanders are basically just walking through this interview process. And they've already decided that Ben Johnson's their guy. Um, They already got the new GM in place and they're basically just, waiting to do that oh, okay not that he's gonna take the job but like he's that's the guy they want so they're just interviewing other people but everyone's kind of like it's ben johnson okay like if ben johnson goes yeah i want to be a commander's coach they go okay we're gonna cancel any other interviews and just be done with it um so there's there's that at least rumor going out there yeah. so I have, I have a couple things right number one is what are the odds to you that the Lions lose both coordinators in this hiring cycle, mm-hmm. and then give me the teams that they go to. Ooh. I have no, I have no news on Aaron Glenn outside of people want to talk to him. Um, so there's that. Uh, I'm going to say there's a decent chance they lose both. Yeah. Um, when I say decent, I mean like a good chance, like a mm-hmm. plus fifty percent chance they lose both. Great. Um, just because I think they definitely lose Ben Johnson. Yeah. So, like, that adds into the cycle. Mm-hmm. And apparently, according to some metric, Aaron Glenn's, like, the number one coordinator in football. I in, ju- terms of, uh, in terms of player likability yeah. and, like, trust but and, I like, think they're that, respected. And that, and that plays into... Oh, a thousand percent. Because you're the... Because here's the thing, right? Going back to the Dan Campbell point, it's about finding the leader of the team. Yeah. Do you need a leader of men? That's yes. what they're looking for. So, um, I guess, in terms of who they go to... Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not think Ben Johnson of Washington would be the play, but mm-hmm. if you say so, I'll, I'll I'm, take you I'm, on that. I'm just, I'm just saying that that's something where, like, I've, I've read that rumor that that's yeah. kind of where I, Yeah, I haven't heard They've anything on that. They've moved pretty quickly so. so far in terms of, like, okay, they got their GM done like that. Yeah. You know, I, they were interviewing the assistant Bears GM, which I was like, okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take your word on that. Okay. I'll, I'll say Ben Johnson of Washington. Okay. And then Aaron Glenn, I'll say he leaves also. Okay. And he I have a team to, that he would. It, 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 I would be like, okay, that makes some sense. I have um, a team, but I'll let you pick first. Yeah, let me just throw a team out there that I think would be a good fit. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take out Tennessee. Okay. I'm gonna take out the Chargers. Okay. 
I'm going to take out Seattle. Okay. Um, we're going to go with Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Any reason, in particular reason why? I think because as a defensive guy, yep. I think they got to work on the defense. And if he can just find an OC mm-hmm. that he can trust okay. with all – because once you find the quarterback, you have Bijan, Drake London, mm-hmm. Kyle, but you got the weapons. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find the right guy to run the system. Yeah. And then you can work on the defense a little bit and get that back up. Yeah. And then I think they can be a solid team. So I'll all say right. Atlanta. I don't really have any – Yeah, we, we don't have any context. Yeah, yeah, no context in that whatsoever. So I think the team that would be most likely – to hire him, but also I think is the one where he's probably set up for failure, is the Carolina Panthers. Okay. And here's why I say Carolina in particular for Aaron Glenn. David Tepper, I don't think, they're going to try hard for Ben Johnson and they're going to swing and miss. If I'm Ben Johnson, I'm I'm not going anywhere near that team. That sounds like a dumpster fire, okay? However, Aaron Glenn, because statistically his defenses have not been phenomenal, right? But he's got a lot of respect amongst the players, right? If you're David Tepper, you need a complete organizational reset. They just fired their GM and Scott Fitterer as well. Um, The Carolina Panthers need what the Lions needed Mm -hmm. when they fired Patricia and Bob Quinn. They need to overhaul everything that they do, from scouting to coaching to philosophy to approach on everything. Mm -hmm. Aaron Glenn, I think, provides them that in the sense of he is – a Dan Campbell disciple. He's a former player. He has respect higher than almost any other coordinator in the league, right, amongst yeah. players. So you get a guy that you know is like, all right, listen, man, it's going to suck. And I and I guarantee you, if anybody going into that Carolina interview, I think has to be brutally honest and go, look, it's going to be shitty for a year or two here mm-hmm. while we try to figure this out. Like, I think everybody in their right mind knew that Lions team two years ago was going to be a bad football team. I mean, we talked about it. We yeah. were just hoping they didn't go 0-17, right? Like, that was the bar. Yeah. Um, but if you look at what Detroit has done, if you're Carolina, you go, okay, look, we have a quarterback that we think we believe in, question mark, right? We don't have a first-round pick this year, right? So we have to figure out how are we going to do this. We don't have a ton of cap. Like, we, we, well, there's a lot of not to like about this. Mm-hmm. So while we're losing – we need a leader. We need a true leader of men that's going to reinstill the right culture in this building because our owner's a crazy asshole. We need a guy that the players will rally behind. A not a retread, right? A guy who has grinded and has earned his stripes and is now going to be the leader of this football team to just to go, "Hey, look, it's going to be it's going to be ugly, but we're going to win." Not based on overall talent or anything else, but we're going to win because we're a sound football team and we're playing for one another. Mm-hmm. I think that is the team that is in most desperate need of somebody like an Aaron Glenn. You, you see where my approach is yeah, there? No, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, sure. I'm, I, I yeah. can't get on that yeah. train. Um, I just didn't think you'd want to go. Like, no, no, I agree. But I, here's the problem with Aaron. I think because of the fact that you're, you're not getting the D'Amico Ryans, oh, the Niners have the number one defense in football, right? Yeah. So what does Aaron Glenn have to sell? Mm-hmm. right it's not the fact that your defense has been lights out although it has been better in weeks past like it you can't go into the thing and go oh here's what i did i turned the shit detroit lions defense into a top five you don't have that resume to say that yeah. what you have is a record of of constantly moving up the ladder players respect me players want to play for me players haven't quit and we're finding ways to win despite the fact that statistically it's not there 
mm-hmm. and we're developing players, right? You can look at an Aiden Hutchinson. You can look at a guy like a Jerry Jacobs, right, that you found where you're like, hey, look, he had to play starter for us, right? Those are, I think, the intangibles that because Carolina is going to be bad anyway, you have to find a guy who can develop mm-hmm. and who can get a guy that's going to – people are going to go – I don't care what the record is. I'm going to fight for that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's huge in this situation. Atlanta, I think, is a great fit for him because if you can figure out the quarterback situation, you're in pretty good shape. Atlanta's defense isn't bad. Well, that, and that's yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's why I think yeah. as in as, as in terms of football-wise, I think that's a good yep. spot. Agreed. Because if he gets the quarterback, if he got like a Jaden Daniels there mm-hmm. or something, oh, yeah. then Absolutely. it's like, okay, yeah. offense is good. Yep. I can work with the defense who's already yeah. average mm-hmm. and yep. work that up. So. All right. Um, Get there. So speaking of these other jobs, right, you got Atlanta, Carolina, Vegas. Okay, I want to talk about Vegas real quick here and because we got the rumor out there that Max Crosby, like, if you do not hire mm-hmm. Damian Pierce, or Antonio Pierce? Antonio Pierce. Pierce. Damian Pierce is the running back. <laughs> Antonio Pierce, there's a good chance I'm going to request a trade. And now that is a ballsy statement because yes. that's a team leader, a one of your best players, if not your best player, especially defensively, going, I don't trust – the decision making mm-hmm. of the organization now yeah. because of this. Um, so I'm just going to say, even though he's got an interview with, I think the Titans, that Antonio Pierce is going to be the chart. I, I, I would back that in. Yes. Yeah. They've already screwed this up once with the rich. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Basaccia, yeah. the special teams guy that everyone's like, no, please keep him. And then they're like, Boop, nothing. So yeah, no, I think they hundred percent keep him. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's, let's take the Raiders job off the market. Okay. Um, I want to talk. Let's talk Seattle. I want to talk Seattle here. Who the hell do you want your Seattle? I have not heard anything uh, in yeah. terms of what they're going to do. Um, uh, I, I don't know who their candidates list is going to be. I'm going to look right here and see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Seattle has interest in Dan Quinn, but several other teams. Oh, as well. yeah. But, I, I mean, uh, outside of Dan Quinn, because he's got his, you know, he was a defense coordinator yeah, there I'll, for a while. I would jump off a cliff if they hired Dan Quinn. Really? Okay. Yeah. Tell me why. Because I think a lot of people would look at that as a slam dunk hire based on what he's done in Dallas. Yeah. No, I, I just want a young offensive guy. Okay. I want, like, the Texans offensive coordinator. Please. Like, really? Awesome. That's yeah. interesting to me. Only one year of play calling. You'd be totally fine I'd with that. I'd be 100% fine with it. Okay. I, I'll okay. live with it. Just because I was. God, the defense just sucks, and so I just want to. I just want to improve the offense because the offense gets so stagnant mm-hmm. with what they have right now. Yeah, yeah. I just, I need it to get better. So you'd rather. So you don't want the retread, right? No. I mean, I mean, this is actually funny because you're actually a Seattle fan, so you follow the team. Like, you don't want that retread no. guy. Well, here's the thing. I was like, I was living through the Pete Carroll defensive stuff, mm-hmm. and it's going nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was going nowhere. Realistically, right. like they were keeping you. At like nine wins, yeah, every they're year. keeping you just they as were, much they about were doing the Caldwell thing for you, <laughs> where it's like, hey, nine wins every year. We cool may we may make the playoffs. Yeah, we, and then we're going to be a six or seven seed, lose to the Niners every year. I go, sure, it's fun to watch through the season, yeah. but you're never going to win anything. I need that guy to take you over the hump. Yeah. So, and I don't think Dan Quinn's that guy because I think Dan Quinn is just the exact same. Really, I mean, he fight. has gotten to a Super Bowl right with with Atlanta, right? He was able to build mm-hmm. a good offense with Kyle Shanahan as his OC. So you, mm-hmm. here's I'm, I'm I'm only being devil's advocate because I'm just saying like in terms of if they hired Dan Quinn, you at least have the hope that he may be able to hire the right offensive mind, mm-hmm. right? He did hire Kyle Shanahan. He hired Steve Sarkeesian, who's now killing it at the college level. But you know, mm-hmm. things were made. You know, still nothing, huh? Nothing. Still not selling you're it not, at all. Not, not even a little bit. All righty then. I really um, don't want it. Okay. I'll die. All right. Uh, I'll t- jump off of Tennessee Titans. This one shocked the hell out of me because 
I get it. Tennessee, you know, you're six and eleven, right? But Mike Vrabel was coach of the year like three years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Took him to an AFC title game, and then they did not belong there. But you got him there, right? You have a lot of holes. And you've decimated this team from a roster perspective, and you've done nothing to help it. The the Titans have not drafted well for like three years. And they've you know what I mean? Yeah, you wanna know when he lost his job? AJ Brown trade? hundred percent because 100%. he because he didn't want it. Yeah. Right? So that's what I'm saying. So John Robinson, who I don't know is still he might still actually have a job, which I think is insane to me. They're gonna have cap space, they're gonna have seventy million dollars in cap. That's fair. Um yeah. you know, you you think Will Levis is your presumed starter because maybe you know because yeah. you, know, you know Tannehill's gone, right? Yes. So it's gonna be, I guess, a competition between him and Malik Willis. I'm gonna guess Will. Or I'm gonna I guess. Can't imagine Will Malik Levis. Willis yeah. is any good. So. Right. So I'm gonna assume Will Levis is the guy. Yeah. Right. Um, Derrick Henry's probably gone. Right. But you have no offensive weapons on this team. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. Sure, yeah. I De- guess Derrick Henry's gone. So who knows? Right. So in in terms of that, like, is there a guy that you would think that can like help with this? Because here's the thing, I don't know what you are in Tennessee. Right. You're you're defensively. Eh. Mm-hmm. You're offensively, eh. Mm-hmm. You're just the most eh team ever. <laughs> like them in Atlanta, at least has has toys that stick out to you. Go okay, let's yeah. get Kyle Pitts involved. Let's get Beach on the ball. Let's get Drake London the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and they spent some money. They just signed Jesse Bates to a big contract, right? You've got AJ Terrell. You have pieces. Tennessee, it's like what? What do you got? You just can't. You trade away Kevin Byard. You don't have a leader on either side of the, like, what is it? Harold Landry is their big name now over there. Oh, they have uh, the defensive tackle too. But anyway, like anything at all. It's, it's a tough one. I wouldn't have fired Mike Vrabel. I I think he was doing fine. Yeah, Um, I wouldn't have either. You're also in a tough division now with Oh, Rand Carthens are GM, by the way. I'm sorry. John Robinson was fired two years ago. I apologize for that. Um, They have three teams in that division. That are actually like on the up and up and looking really good. Yeah. Even the Colts played Gardner Minshew and won ten games. Mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. what they do when and they drafted their first round pick number four quarterback comes <laughs> back. Imagine it's gonna do something to that offense. Um yeah, it seems kind of a dumpster fire. So they need to rebuild. They yeah. need to rebuild. They need to strip it down to the studs, yeah. suck for a year. You're gonna have a ton of cap space yeah, over the next too, couple of years. Even. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. really, yeah. They're gonna need to suck. They're gonna, they're gonna have to, Fi- te- they're gonna have to Texans this one hard. Yeah, find like, your quarterback. Yeah, find your quarterback. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think Will Levis is their answer long term. No, I think I he's think the best of a bad situation. Yeah. So because of that, same thing with Davis Mills. Yeah. Agreed. So it's like you need to figure out what you have. Right. What guys we want to keep? Get rid of everybody else. Right. And you just need. To, this is where again, a, a, a team like like a guy like Aaron Glenn I think would fit here because you know you're gonna suck at the beginning. Yeah. But you have to build the culture. You have to be able to do that. So this is a weird job. You're going to have caps. So really, you can throw money at the problem if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the right play, though. Yeah. Considering how stacked the AFC is, too. Because you got to think. You're so top-heavy there for a little bit. Well, like, you know, okay, you think about, you know, you got Jacksonville, right? The Colts, I would assume, are going to be better, right? Houston won the damn division, right? They're not going away. But then you look at teams that had injury problems this year, like Cincinnati. You beat in Cincinnati full health with Joe Burrow? No. No, you're not. So it's like... You really need to strip yeah, it down. You're not beating the Jets with Aaron Rodgers there for the next year. Yeah, or two. just yeah. just be bad intentionally. Yeah. Be bad. Win or two, one or two games. Get the first overall pick. Find your guy, and, roll. and get on the up I and agree. up. Yes. Um, Tennessee's rough. Washington. I think Washington's interesting, right? Assuming if the rumors are true that 
that's kind of like they're waiting for Ben Johnson to just actually interview, right? I'm not shocked by that necessarily because no. I do think there's a lot of offensive weapons there. But again, another place that needs to figure out the quarterback situation. Um, they have a good chance of it because they picked like number two or three or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to have a higher draft pick, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting that Martin Mayhew and personnel executive Marty Kearney are staying on for now, question mark. We don't know that, though. Um, so there's that. That's an interesting kind of thought. Mm-hmm. I think we've gone through everything, right? Have we gone through Atlanta? Did we go through Atlanta? Kind of. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, I guess the next question is, if you're the top candidate, right? Mm-hmm. Where are you? Oh, the Chargers. We got to talk about the Chargers. We didn't talk about the Chargers. Okay. Okay. They're a dumpster fire. Kind of. Um, that's a that's a place where you're like, geez, this is not. This is the one of those teams where I think you're right, and it's like, okay, Harbaugh, yeah, for sure, would be interesting. But like, it's it's attractive because you have the quarterback, but you have nothing else mm-hmm. that excites me about this team. Yeah, I like the quarterback. I like Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah, that's it. That's about it. Yeah, he has some good offensive line pieces. I mean, look, Austin Eckler is going to be a free agent this year. Yep. I'm assuming you're not paying him, right? I I'm assuming you're going to have to cut Khalil Mack. I imagine. So, so just to clear some cap space because I think they're over the cap right now going into next season. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen's old. Mike Williamson can't stay healthy. Quentin Johnson forgot how to play receiver. He can't catch. Their secondary is awful. Uh-huh. Despite having a lot of big names, it's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of problems there. So many. Problems. I I don't know. I don't know what you could do to at this point right but Hey, now. you like, have Justin Herbert. You're gonna pay him sixty million dollars. So you got a chance. You have a chance. Um, they are the most. They're the most Lions Stafford esque team I've seen in okay. a very long time. They're the definition. They really are. If they're you put, the, if you put the Lion helmet on them, yeah, they're the Jim Schwartz post that one playoff run. Mm-hmm. Lions. Yeah. Gonna score a lot of points. Gonna yeah. give up more. Yeah. You're gonna win games you're not supposed to. You're gonna lose games, lose games where you go, what the hell was that? Yeah. And you're gonna wind up going, you know, like seven, six and nine, eleven, nine, seven and ten, right? Yeah. Everyone's want uh, uh, ten uh, wins, and then you lose in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. Until they figure it out. Uh huh. It's sad. I don't know. You blew their window. I so I don't know how to evaluate the Chargers job because it's like. You had your window, and then you went, and, and no, we don't have the window anymore, yeah. and then we're going to pay our guy, and now our window is already closed, and then it was never even opened. Yeah. It's rough. Very weird to me. Very weird. Um, all right. Going Not back fun. to it, though. It's the least right? fun thing. Yeah. What job would you want to take? What's the most enticing job? Mm. <sighs> you get your pick. Every every, yeah. every NFL team is giving you a five-year whatever you know, contract you want. $20 million contract. I think the most attractive team – is the Falcons. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because the division's so ass? That plays a hard part yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. I think all the other teams are either the bottom or there's a team in that division that you're just like, ah, oh, I don't see them being bad in a while. Yeah. Like, even if you go to, like, Seattle, you're like, all right, so you got to be with the Niners every year. And the Rams, I guess, and technically. And the Rams, really. <laughs> and here's the thing, even Arizona yeah. next year, yeah, whenever they kind of, like, when coach. they lines up and everything. Yeah, for sure. If you go to Washington, it's like, all right, Dallas and Philly. Great. Yeah. Sounds fun. Giants are like, hey. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the the Titans, three-headed monster out there that they're all competing, and you're at, like, five wins. You know, the Chargers have the Chiefs. Jacksonville, by the way. 
I think I nailed that pick earlier when we talked about teams that are disappointing me. Yes. Yeah, they were really disappointing. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I can't believe you lose five of your last six. Fire your whole defensive staff because it's not the offense, bro. No, it's not. They, it's, it's like it's like imagine being able to score points. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I not the not the Jags. We're not going to use it, Travis Etienne. Oh, okay, cool. Take care against the guy. You know, he's awesome. Awesome. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to get you in, a, in a tiz. It makes you hurt. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Atlanta though. You're taking. But Atlanta no, I think job. Atlanta. Their division's bad. The NFC overall is the weaker side, Great. and so if you. If you're the co- the head coach there, you find your two good coordinators. I think that's the quickest uh, yeah route to some route tangible to be, success to yeah, be yeah. A, to be a relative like consistent playoff team. Okay, um, is there a job that you would not touch with a ten foot pole? Almost all the other ones. <laughs> um, it's the reason why they fired their coach. Yeah, it's the reason why they fired them. Uh, you know, Carolina's the easy one to say. Yeah, I think Tennessee's in a rough spot. Tennessee's in a real rough spot. Um, I don't know who takes that job. I don't either. Those both are rough. Um, I mean, there's bad things about all. The, I think Seattle's the second most attractive spot. I would agree with probably. that. Probably. Yeah, you have you have pieces in Seattle. Listen, Seattle's not a bad football they're not, team. They're not a bad team. No. It's just... They went 9-8, and eight, but the problem is I think, I think it's... I think Pete Carroll's voice started to get drowned out a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's hard to constantly hear that same voice. I think at times... Unless you're winning Super Bowls consistently or in the mix consistently like New England is, I think it's hard to have a coach for 10, 12, 15 years, yeah. right? Like, even Andy Reid's voice at some point got tiring in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it happens. Yep. I think that was just, I think it was just Pete's time. I don't think yeah. Pete should coach him. I think he should just retire. Yeah, I think but. he should too. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the other jobs, I, there are rough spots around it. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's let me, let me ask you this. Okay, you're 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 not the candidate, right? Okay, okay but you're advising. Okay, <laughs> okay. Where do you think Bill Belichick goes? There's uh, rumors that Atlanta's interested. I would assume that's probably a likely landing spot, just because they've missed out on big name coaches before. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trust that offense to Bill Belichick, though, based on what I've seen the last couple of years. I honestly, I would, I would just throw him to the Chargers. Think so? Just because I'm like, listen, he, he has a track record of. He doesn't have the long window left necessarily. Oh no, he's old. And yeah, yeah. and you're like, okay, you have the quarterback down. Yeah. You see right. what he does when he has a quarterback that can work. Yeah. So that's fair. That's just fair. put just put pieces yeah. around. Put your defensive if your defense in, it, mm-hmm. put defenses in a good spot to succeed. Yeah. And then Herbert can get you over the hump. All right. All right. That's cool. That's interesting. If fair he enough. can, I don't yeah. know if he can. Fair enough. Because he's hurt. I mean, hurts him. He's like he's literally just staffer. He just hurts himself every other week for some reason. But then plays through it. Yeah. And then you wonder where the interceptions come. And then from. you wonder where everything <laughs> comes from. It goes. How would you throw four interceptions in this game? Oh, my finger hurts. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. It's a good time. That man broke his back for us. All right. Yeah. So it Herbert. <laughs> that's so that bitch just decided to sit fair. out. All right. Let's just focus a little bit. Um, let's, let's hit up some news and notes out of the wrestling world. First off, Tony Khan, someone needs to take his phone away. He's really funny. So, you know, he might I, be the funniest guy in wrestling. So I, let's talk about it, right? Let's, let's bring up the topic, right? Cause Tony Khan's throwing a bitch fit because everyone's giving him shit about book and hook and Samoa Joe. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, WWE is going, I see your hook versus Samoa <laughs> Joe. And I raise you Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins for the world heavyweight championship. Now, I think we can both agree both of these matches are awful. Uh, yes. Stupid. Yes. Um, 
do you lean one way or the other? I guess I don't know. I, I don't think so. Here's the I, I thought it was funny because I think both sides are awful, like you said. Yeah, I I don't I, think it, the winner of this. It's either way you go. Oh, so this is awful, no matter what. Yeah, like there's yeah. no real winner. I will say the losers us. Yes. <laughs> To the point, I do understand Tony Khan's side of it, though. Yeah. Where he's like, listen, at least my guy is, like, 26. Now, these 26 wins are on, like, what, Ring of Honor? I don't know. Like, who knows where they came from? But at least, like, he's won matches, and he's been a part of things. Like, Jinder Mahal hasn't been on TV in a year. And then he just walks in. It's only been a year, huh? (laughs) It feels like longer. (laughs) But he, like, comes in, like, a year or two. Whenever the last time you saw him, and you go, world title shot. I mean, Rollins it's, did call him out, though. That not is the other fair. way around. But is it is my biggest annoyance in wrestling is someone just coming like Charlotte does it all the time. Oh, yeah. And sure, it's Charlotte, I get it. Yeah. But when you get you when you're gone for nine months and you walk in and well, you're like, world title shot. Well, for it's no every reason. AEW international defense. Why? Yeah, just cause. Pretty much. Yeah. But except it, it, instead of being for the world title, yeah. it's for like the like if if they did it for the U.S. title yeah, every other week, much, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I agree. I just think. The they do it for the North American title Tony, every week. And Tony, yeah, we got a new North American champion, by the way. Yeah, and uh, that just came out. No, I literally yeah. was just like, oh, I don't even know who this guy is, and he won the championship. Well, he won the breakout, breakout tournament. tournament. I yeah. understand, yeah. but yeah, but no, it's it's it's, it's that thing where I'm like, I understand where he's coming from, but yeah. but it's not. Both are not good. Do you think though? Here's the thing. Do you think this is the kind of thing though that prompts? The anti AEW crowd to go see. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, you know what I mean. Like you're feeding into the narrative that you already have. Yeah, and no, like you don't see Triple H coming out here and being like, "Oh, so you guys judge me for putting USA or, or the Usos versus dumb for the fifth LA time. LA Knight versus AJ Styles again?" But you guys aren't going to judge Bucks and FDR. Yeah, times? Ex- like yeah. I get that. Like at some point, you have to understand it. I, <laughs> What's the message, I guess? Are you either the alternative mm-hmm. or are you competition? Yeah. Which one are you? Uh-huh. Because if you're the alternative, I don't know why you even give a shit what's going on over there. Yeah. If you're the competition, you're losing. Mm-hmm. So which one would I rather be? Kind of rather be the alternative. I'm just I'm going to live in my TNA bubble and go, look, they're the number one show in town. That's a hard mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. But we can be very profitable over here doing what we want to do, yeah. doing our own thing. We have our own segmented mm-hmm. fan base that loves us. We have a good chunk of fan base that watches both, like you and I are, where it's like, hey, we can we can survive and even thrive mm-hmm. being the alternative. I just feel like Tony only wants to be the alternative when it suits him, and yeah. then he wants to be competition where he goes, oh, well, they're giving me shit about this. No shit. Yeah. It's the entire wrestling world. But what's funny is the, the audience that AEW – tends to skew towards is the same audience that he's arguing with. Yes. That's the irony it is of the whole very thing, right? Funny. You know it makes I mean? me laugh. It's wild to yeah. me. So if if you're making me choose, I guess I'll take Samoa Joe and Hook, I guess, in terms of which match would I rather watch. Yeah, like if they're both on at the same exact time, which yeah. one am I watching? Yeah. I guess I, that I one. I guess Samoa Joe Because Jinder Mahal is awful. Yeah. But... Other than that, neither, it's, neither it's are fun good. though. It's not good. It's not good. They're both. I'm gonna you, watch. You, you oh. made a bad case putting like Hook in there. Yeah, like it was same thing with gender. But like, if you would have put like a lot of other people there, mm-hmm. I could be like, okay, at least 
I understand any sort of credible threat at all. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like if Claudio even was like, okay, yeah, if we've Claudio, got some history here. if you had like even like a powerhouse Hobbs or something, I go, like, at least he's a big guy. I'm yeah. like, he beat you for the TNT yeah. title. Like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gathering something. Yeah. I was like, Cook just really felt like out of left field. Jinder really felt like out of left field. Yeah, agreed. No, I agree with you 100. Um, other, really other news and notes. TNA had its first pay per view. Yeah. Under the TNA banner, I guess. Got new championships made by the official belt maker of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, Zebro Championship Belt. Heck so yeah. shout out to them. Yeah. Um, they look gorgeous, by the way. Big fans of those. Mm-hmm. Um, got a new world champion got in Moose. Yeah. Um, but more importantly, I get more importantly, I don't know if it's more importantly, but I guess more shockingly, mm-hmm. I guess, they made a big, you know, a big stink. Hey, you're not gonna you're not gonna guess who comes out and all this other stuff. And I thought at one point the re- the reveal was Dana Brooke. Because she's there now, and I went, that's not a big surprise ever. Yeah. And then Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, formerly known as Nikki from the Spirit Squad. Um, for you, <laughs> My favorite. For you trivia fans out there. Yeah. Love makes the his Squad. debut in TNA. Uh-huh. Going face-to-face with the new world champ in Moose. Thoughts on Dolph? I'm going to call him Nick Nemeth. i got to start getting used to that, I guess. I will never. I know, it's like it's the Adam Copeland Edge oh, thing. Oh, God, I can't stand it. it. Yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's back. Um, Dolph Ziggler is in TNA. He's making his he's making his rounds, right? He's doing the New Japan stuff, uh, but he's also now in TNA. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's it's a great addition from. I think he should Absolutely. be a, it's huge. He, he should be a champion immediately. Immediately, yeah, like agreed. whatever title, world title, whatever you want to throw, just throw it to his way. Yeah. He should be champion. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of be done with this it. This feels to me like the Cody Rhodes, the Matt Cardona. Yeah. level type of run he's about to go on. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that. Oh, he's I, gonna, feel, I feel like he's going to explode on the scene where he's going to be like 45. People are like, so is he going to go back to WWE? And everyone's like, he's like, I'm going to retire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's about to go on a run mm-hmm. where people are going to go, this is something where people are going to go, WWE really fucked up. Yeah. Like, and the fun part outside of the Becker Dona thing mm-hmm. is he's he's going to be doing it in promotions that more people watch. Yeah. No, no offense to Becker Dona. Yeah. But he's going on like GCW yeah, and, and the, the NWAs, NWAs yeah, and stuff yeah. where I'm yeah. like, not a lot of people are out there watching those. Um, yeah, for sure. When you're going on the new TNA and you're going to New Japan, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, people are eyeballs. Yeah, right. For sure. And those are these are big matchups, dream matchups that we thought we would have, right? Yes. Um, I think it helps too that Nemeth at one point was like a world champion in WWE. Yeah, like Cardona never him. like made it to that level, yeah. you know, but um, no, I agree with you. I think this is a, a big kind of like, okay, here we go type of deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited for TNA to be back for sure. Um, I guess the other news and notes, right. Is Matt Riddle's in new Japan, right? We saw that. We talked about that a little bit, right. Yeah. His team in over there. Um, he also made his debut with MLW, but I think more importantly, what we're seeing is guys like, um, like Nemeth, like Riddle, like Mustafa. Mustafa Ali, who's got a, I think it's a junior heavyweight title match, right? Is it a title match or is it not against? Uh, I don't know. He called him out, but yeah. I don't know if it's good. I know it's been made, I think, for March, I believe. April. April? Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, because Mox and Naito are going to yes. go out at the same show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're starting Chicago. to see these WWE guys that were released, right? We saw Top Dollar on the TNA pay-per-view as well for you four fans of them. Um we're starting to see these guys that were kind of released on that 90-day window kind of come out and start making some noise. Um, I guess the question begins, though, is is there is there a talent? Is there something that you're looking forward to? And then to follow that up is, does it feel like 2024 
is setting up for to be an even bigger year than 2023 in terms of wrestling because I really feel like WWE especially really killed it last year. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at every possible metric. I somehow feel like they're going to outdo it in 2024. Yeah, I actually, I, I do kind of agree with that. I yeah. think in terms of the guys they let go yeah. are big enough, yep. but yet we're so underutilized. Yeah. And they're quality in ring guys. Yeah, yeah, so spread around through the New Japans and the yeah. TNAs, and even if they go to like NWA or whatever yeah, yeah. the case may Unfortunately. be. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, to... to put on some matches there mm-hmm. and not necessarily go straight to AEW, I think yeah. it's a huge thing. Oh my if God. If Nick debuted on AEW, he'd be there for like two and a half weeks. And yeah, it's a fart in church because yeah. they're, they're so top heavy already. Yeah. yeah. So going to like the TNAs and being automatically a top guy, going to New Japan might win the global championship yes. in a month or two or Absolutely. whatever it'd be. Yes. Um, the, like having that along with WWE's rise, along with the devil storyline, everything mm-hmm. happening in AEW. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of things are culminating up into being everyone has every company in the big like four mm-hmm. has a lot of depth. Yeah, they got a lot and, of stuff going and on. And a lot yeah. of fun going and going on. Yeah. yeah. So I think it I think it will be a fun year. Yeah, I think twenty twenty four is I mean, you got WrestleMania forty, that alone, right? When you hit those decade yeah. type marks, right? I think that's always a big deal. Yeah. Mania um, forty, you have all in that you kinda know what you're getting yourself into yeah. going into. So that's the thing, right? I, I think all in is one of those few exceptions where I don't think they're going to sell as many tickets this year. I don't think so, but I do think that they're going to have a better plan. Agreed. Of yeah, like okay, these are the matches we want to do, yep. and let's set it forth because last year yeah. they announced it like June, right, or right, right. May or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like, all right, we have two months to like get the show going. They've been advertising this show since like yeah. end of October yeah. or November, right. yep. so they already have what they want to do yeah. set up for that show. So I would you're hope gonna have, so. You're going to have nine months of. Right. setting things mm-hmm. up for some long-term feuds and stuff. Yeah. So I think I think All In is going to be a really big show this yeah. year. No. Even though if it's not going to be as many tickets sold as a big yeah. show, I think it's going to be... A yeah, All In's going to be big. Um, I hope they have a better plan for All Out, despite the fact they're just going to go back-to-back weekends again, which I'm not a fan of. But Don't love it, but if yeah. they, if they again, have a whole year to plan out what they want to do on a back-to-back, yeah, I sure. think it's more fun than Absolutely. two weeks. No, I mean, you look plan. at it, you got WrestleMania 40, you're going to have all-in two, or three, I guess, whatever, right, yeah, of whatever like, you, you know, um, where you do have that plan going in. I do think that AEW is going... I think last year was a big year of learning for AEW in a lot of ways. And I also think a little bit of bad luck. I mean, the amount of injuries AEW had last year, yeah. ungodly. I mean, just the idea that they were supposed to do Kenny and Brian at All In, and yeah. they said, oh, neither, neither guys are ready. Yeah, neither guy's ready, basically. So yeah. we had to put Kenny in a six-man, yeah. and Brian can't be on the show. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Already saying that Osprey and Danielson are going to be at All In, basically yeah. confirmed, is already bigger yeah. than what you could have. So Absolutely. No, for sure. Um you know, I think it's going to be a big year in terms of business. You know, the TV media rights and all that stuff kind of come and do this year as well. That's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. There's some rumors yeah. and reports that Raw might be going to Amazon, Amazon. which is interesting. Stre- fully streaming. That would be something. Yeah, it would be wild. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. It's kind of one of those deals where it's like, look, most people already have Amazon anyway, yeah. right? And then it's one of those things where it's just like, well, okay, well, I guess we're going here now, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't think, it, think it's uh, as big of a drop-off as I think because the amount of people who are leaving cable already. Yeah. I just think, like, I think the hard part is, and you see it from the playoff game on Saturday night. Oh, yeah, people uh, hate it. People just hate the idea of you can't flip back and forth. Oh, yeah, It's absolutely. once you put Amazon Prime on, you're not going back to cable and then going yeah. back to Amazon. Like, no, you're, I agree You're with stuck you. there, yep. which for WWE I think would be good because if you're sticking, you have the same audience 
the entire way through, basically, because no one's switching. Mm. However, it's how many people are going to be like, all right, I'm going to go give up all these other shows that I might want to yeah, watch right. while I watch Raw, right. just to watch Raw. Yeah, do I really want to watch this women's tag title match? And if it's on Amazon Prime... When like if immediate preview or uh, backtrack is like right after the show ends, yeah, because it might be on the Amazon yeah. category oh, yeah, or whatever, sure. yeah. because it's a TV show. Yeah, if you can watch it back the next morning or something, yeah, how many live watches are you going to get? If I can, well, just, that's the thing, Can I right? skip through a lot of yeah. the stuff that I don't want to watch and get to the stuff I want to watch? I think WWE I is looking at it from the aspect of it doesn't. I don't think the rating aspect of it matters nearly as much to them as it does to the fans, right? Because I think they're looking at it from the aspect of we're getting ahead of a curve that's mm. already coming, right? Yeah. Like, this is what Tony Khan should be looking at. How do I get Ring of Honor somewhere on a streaming platform, yeah. right? Like, this is where I need to get this onto, right? And you're going to start to see that. And I think more so than anything, what you're looking at is WWE going, look, our brand is hot enough. The wrestling fan base is so loyal where they will find you. If you're putting on good quality content, they will find you, yeah. you know? Um, and we're starting to already kind of see that trend, right? The NWA going on the CW app. You've got uh, GCW signing like an exclusive deal with that Fight TV Plus thing where it's like you have to like subscribe yeah, and then you get all all GCW stuff, right? Instead of a, a oh, bit by bit. So yeah. you're starting to see wrestling already kind of start to trend that way. TNA just now partnering with Endeavor of all things, right? For the TNA Plus app, uh, which is still not available like on normal things. It's got to be like Fire TV and shit, which is annoying, but is a thing, right? So, like, you're starting to kind of see this trend already, mm. and I think WWE is going to be the first. If that's the way they decide to go, I think the logic is, well, look, it's already going this way. If we can be the ones to first do it and do live like this, the NFL has already made that commitment, right? They're doing it, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, look, we have a strong enough brand and we have a strong enough hold on the audience to go, you'll probably stay. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that's where it is. And I think the whatever money they get to go to Amazon is going to be well worth whatever ratings they could potentially lose on a playback, I think is my... No, no, you know I'm, I mean? I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, as a, no, and I, I say that as a positive. Oh, yeah, I As, agree. like, for me, yeah. instead of, like... Oh, oh yeah, I, I don't want to sift through a three-hour Raw and not be able to switch the damn channel. Yeah, so, like, I would, like, from my viewing entertainment... I got two hours of time I need to skip. <laughs> I would I would much rather watch like an NBA game that night, yes. and then the next morning yeah, go, put Raw on, and then if yeah. there's a match I don't want to watch, put on 1.5 speed or whatever, and yeah. I can skip through some of the stuff I don't want to watch instead of like oh I have to live watch this on Amazon. I would Prime honestly feel better if they went, hey look, we're gonna move Raw to, to Amazon, we're gonna go back to two hours, but it's commercial free. Yeah, maybe seriously, that like like play. do whatever you got to do in placement in this in the damn thing right but like go two hours but it's a full it's a straight two hours it's just a movie every monday yeah right that we're watching that i think would do so much better in terms of like okay i can get through this because yeah. three hours is a haul at the, at the very least at least during matches you don't have yes. breaks in between yes. Agreed. if you want yeah. to do like pay-per-views yeah. where on peacock where it's like are right, you watch the match right and then in between the next segment or whatever yeah. you do the commercial on mm -hmm. peacock or whatever yeah. to set it up or whatever that's fine but if you could do commercialist matches on Raw, I'd be in for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be, I'd be yeah, I think that. that's a plus, too, because it's like you're going to have advertisements, and they're already doing that on Amazon now anyway, right? They're going to be putting ads in there unless you pay for the better version of Amazon Prime. So if you're doing that in between matches to go, look, we're going to move to this, and moving forward, the format changes. You can't change. You don't want to change the channel because the match is going on. There is no interruption. 
So yeah. if you got a world title match, you know, hey, we may be here 40 minutes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a very interesting dynamic of how you can maybe control when ads play, control, mm-hmm. you know, when this happens and that happens. Listen, I don't care. If you got to have a match every week sponsored by Snickers to get, to get that done, mm-hmm. sold. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Next week, though, Mike, we're talking – uh, play, we're talking NFL playoffs. We're talking coach hirings. We're talking the Royal Rumble, my friend. Mm. And I am very excited to talk mm. about it. It's my favorite event of the year. Mm. I love it. It's exciting. It's, it is. It's, it's. I was I was going through thinking about my favorite sports weekends mm-hmm. of the year. This is one of them. And I think yeah. Rumble plus A, because they finally put the Rumble on yes. AFC and NFC Championship yes. weekend yes. as a culmination. Right. It's I think it's the top three weekend of Absolutely. sport. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped for it. I think we got a lot of good shit coming our way. But that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the Missing Wheel Man, he is the Merck Zone, Mike Burkle, a.k.a. the new quarterback coach. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. We will see you guys, as always, next time.